Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Games Are Fun podcast. My name is Luke Armstrong, and I am your host. Joining me today is Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you? I am great. Football is back, so I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. How about you? I'm doing great. It's uh, still still warm and sunny up here in Canada, so I'm just counting down my days until the, the weather starts getting colder. So, <laughs> Also here is Garrett Neely. Garrett, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Also excited for football. <laughs> um, and also excited that it finally feels like next gen is here. It's almost here. So Yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. We had a big week in the industry this week, which we're going to be talking about on the show today, we're going to be talking about the Ubisoft Forward presentation, the Super Mario Direct from last week, as well as the Xbox Series S and X details. We got a release date, price, and then obviously that big announcement of the actual console, Xbox Series S. So we're going to be talking about those three things, catch you up on what we've been playing because it's been a little while since we have recorded an episode and uh, each of us have played a handful of different games that we're going to talk about. So that's what the episode looks like for this week. Before we get to all that, we have a couple things to mention. If this is your first time listening to the show. Welcome. Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Adam, Garrett, and myself join together to talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and give reviews on recent game releases. The podcast is available on your favorite podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice. A couple more things I wanted to mention before we start off here. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in for our episode 100 live stream on twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast we had a lot of fun coming up with the top 15 games of the generation it was uh definitely a lot more challenging than expected especially when we were starting to narrow it down into the the top five Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone will predict our number one i didn't even predict our number (laughs) one before we went into it but no it was a lot of fun it was great seeing kind of doing something new with streaming the podcast for the first time Um, It was a bit of a learning experience. We didn't really have too many technical issues. I had some technical issues um, with just some of my video quality and dropping the calls and stuff like that. But, you know, we learned a lot from it and it's something that we hope to do in the future for, you know, special episodes of the podcast and everything like that. So, yeah, thanks to everyone who dropped by there. We saw some familiar names in the chat. So thank you to those people who dropped by. If you missed it, Don't worry, the live stream is available on YouTube. The link for that is in this episode's description. And then for audio listeners, you probably already know this, but episode 100 was released on the podcast services last week. So you probably already checked that out, but you can listen to it because besides seeing our faces, you know, you can manage um, just just watching it. We more were there for the, the purpose of streaming it live as it was happening kind of thing. So that's where you can catch those things coming next week is the tony hawk pro skater one plus two review episode and i actually was i forgot to ask you this garrett so i'm asking you live on the show right now because i know you just got the game Mm -hmm. is that something that you're wanting to join in on the review for yeah as long as we can make the times work i'll definitely be able to uh to hop on for that for sure. Yeah, we're going to have Luke Lewis from Lukewarm Games joining us. And uh, I scheduled in when we're going to record. So I'll hit you up after, Garrett. Sorry, that's my bad. I totally no was going to mention it before we started the show here. But yeah, we're going to have a review episode. The plan is uh, to do that 
have that go up September 15th at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That might change if, if you're wondering, hey, it's September 15th, it's past 8 a.m., where's that episode? It's possible that we just moved it based on, you know, recording, scheduling, and everything like that. But yeah, we're going to have a review episode. I've already beat the game. <laughs> um, I beat it last night. I 100% Tony Hawk Pro Scare 1 and 2. So you're going to hear my impressions as well as Garrett's uh, started playing it. So we're going to talk a little bit about it at the back half of today's show. But for the deeper dive and to kind of break everything down, we're going to have its own review episode for that one. Uh, and so, yeah, we will hopefully have our regularly scheduled episode coming next week as well. So you, you'll probably be getting two episodes next week. So that's to kind of make up for some of the lost time with uh, doing the live stream and some of the scheduling because I know we haven't hit the, the spacing in between episodes has has kind of stretched out. So, um, yeah, that'd be nice to have two episodes next week. Also, one more thing to mention here. Uh, for those of you who are part of the kind of funny community, which I know we have a bunch of you who are, I mean, that's how the three of us met. So we definitely have listeners who know who kind of funny is and what they're all about. It'd be awesome if you checked out my appearance on the up and comer podcast, which is a show hosted and created by Josh Biddick. The up and comer podcast is a show that is dedicated to highlighting members of the kind of funny community. So the kind of funny best friends and also acts as kind of like a platform for people you want to nominate for the kind of funnies up and comer program. Now, that program is currently on hiatus. Um, I think Josh created this as kind of a way for people to campaign and say why they deserve to be nominated for this program. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I My intention coming onto this podcast was just to kind of, you know, share my story and talk about how the kind of, kind of funny community really helped Games Are Fun and, and grow our show over here. And so I kind of wanted to to talk more about that and uh you know as opposed to campaigning on a nomination but at, at any rate it would be awesome if you could check out that episode because i kind of you know i know we have a bunch of listeners on here who have listened from the very beginning i don't know why <laughs> why you've been holding on for that long because uh those first first episodes were were rough when i was first figuring things out but you know it's a it's an interesting you know, episode that kind of talks about how games are fun was created and kind of the motivations that went behind it and, you know, how things changed when, uh, you guys, Garrett, Adam joined the show and, and stuff like that. So yeah, episode is going to be linked in the show description. It's available on all the podcast services. You just got to search for upping comer podcast. Yeah, it was a, a really good listen. I, I enjoyed listening to that. It was actually the first one of that series that I caught. Um, I, I didn't know it, it was a thing, but, um, yeah, definitely give that a listen, everybody. And, uh, Luke, don't sell yourself short, man. You can, <laughs> uh, you can definitely be the next up and comer for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I that appreciate discussion. that. Thank you <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I checked it out as well. Everyone should, should go give it a listen. It's a, it's a good interview. And I, I learned some things I didn't know about games are fun. So <laughs> exactly. it was cool. Yeah. It's definitely been, uh, it, it was it was really fun. It was the first time I kind of someone got to ask me questions about, you know, my show and how how that process has been and kind of, you know, it it's changed along the way uh, from starting as half an hour episode of me sitting with a mic just rambling on about nonsense, uh, whether it was a video game trailer or E3 predictions or whatever to now we kind of have a format and, 
you know, we have merch. It's like it's it's grown substantially since then. So it's kind of cool looking back and reflecting on everything that's happened. So yeah and big props to uh to josh too for absolutely you know having the mm -hmm. show and having that platform for uh for giving members of the community that that kind of exposure i think is really cool uh he did a really great job he excellent interviewing skills mm -hmm. i would say by josh and and you mentioned in the show at one point luke he he really did his homework on uh both you and the games are fun podcast so um yeah really did did the work to make sure he had uh, he was well prepared for that that show. So absolutely, uh, big props to him. Uh, definitely very professional uh, podcast on his end. Yes, please please go support Josh. Check out the show. Uh, look him up on Twitter because he's constantly there. To I think right now he he mentioned on Twitter a little while ago that he wanted to do a better job at promoting his own content, which his content is promoting other people. Right, so. Uh, he's gone back through the catalog of some of the previous episodes and, you know, retweeted those episodes to be like, Hey, you know, go check out MC fixer or please be excited. Or, uh, even people we've had on the show, like J E, like there's a whole bunch of kind of funny best friends out there and it's cool to hear their stories and kind of compare and contrast, um, you know, what we have in terms of content creation and stuff. It's, it's really, really solid stuff. So yes, please go check it out. All right. Uh, one last note. Today's show is brought to you by the Games Are Fun store, but we're going to tell you more about that later. So let's get on with the first topic of the show, which is going to be the Ubisoft board. I wanted to start with that because it's the most recent. It just aired today. So this was Ubisoft's uh, digital event called Ubisoft Forward. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, Ubiquitous I always called software. it. Software. I. That's right. I used to always call it Ubisoft, but then I remember hearing someone say Ubi, and I'm like, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should I call I've, it that. <laughs> I got flopped back and forth about 500 times. Yeah. At this point, yeah. So. <laughs> well, we all know who we're talking about, so that's all that matters. <laughs> but I just wanted to clarify that. So yeah, Ubisoft Forward. They had one back July, I want to say, and. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where we got the Far Cry 6 announcement. Uh, we got some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And they did mention at the end of that one that we were going to get future Ubisoft forward. So this is kind of like their own kind of direct presentation or state of play um, in terms of giving announcements and details on some of their games and stuff. So we got one today. And honestly, there were some pretty you know bigger announcements or maybe announcements that we didn't see coming now uh the first one i wanted to talk about was well first of all let's go around the table before we talk about some of these things and what did we think of this event so i'm going to turn it over to you first garrett yeah um okay so i actually wasn't able to watch it live so i just kind of went through and checked out some of the trailers for the the bigger things that were announced and mm -hmm. um for me it was underwhelming to be honest um just uh, nothing that really spoke to me personally um i think there's definitely some stuff in there that looks cool um but just not stuff that i'm super interested in um among those was uh, immortals phoenix rising that's probably the one out of everything that looked the coolest to me um and then also uh the prince of persia uh, remake does look cool um but i think we'll talk about that in a minute i've got a couple couple issues with it so <laughs> as do i <laughs> yeah yeah how about you adam um in in general i 
you know, I've been pretty favorable on, on these sort of digital presentations for a while with the, uh, you know, it's, it's nice that we're getting gaming news and that holds true here. Uh, that being said there, I feel like their first, uh, Ubisoft forward event was much more well-rounded or, or more polished. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, I, I definitely had some beef with the presentation in general. I thought the pacing was really bad. There was a whole lot of fluff in there. Um, and, and yeah, this was, it's sort of a, uh, uh, a B tier listing of games versus the, uh, I suppose the more A tier list that we saw in their, their first forward. Not that, you know, these games don't hold any merit on their own, but they're just not as high profile titles, I, I guess, for the most part. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, everything that both of you guys have said, I think it was, lackluster it had some good announcements in it but it didn't have any crazy crazy moments like even the prince of persia announcement was leaked so unfortunately Mm -hmm. that kind of lost lost its magic when it was announced because we all knew it was just you know once they uh, once we saw the ubisoft logo and kind of like disappear and like as sand or whatever i'm like okay now it's time for prince of persia right and you know even when we got to see that which, like you said, Gary, we'll dive in a little deeper here soon. But when we saw it, it was like, okay, <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's some there's some great things about this, but at the same time, it's, uh, yeah, there's some issues that people were talking about. So yeah, I think like the pacing of it wasn't great. Um, I prefer I thought the the first one was much better. Um, in terms of the what was announced and the you know seeing that Far Cry Six announcement was really cool. Uh, even seen a little bit more of Assassin's Creed. And while they did that here, like you said, Adam, these games aren't necessarily those top AAA titles. Um, not that they're lesser in value or, or content, but they just, you know, they're not the big budget names that we associate Ubisoft with. They're, this is kind of like their their second line or third line, right? And yeah, I, I just, it's surprising to me why they didn't include some of these things in their last one and make just a bigger, you know, event or maybe even do mm-hmm. two back to back or something like that. They're obviously, they didn't have some of the stuff ready cause it was a, a little while ago now, but still like, it just seemed a little weird to announce these things today, September 10th. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I got, I get that they got to announce them at some point, but it just is like, I don't know. It just, it was, yeah, it was like, it feels like their their E three presentation kind of got split in half, and I'm sure yeah. maybe some of yeah. that is due to to COVID. But right. um, yeah, it did feel like this one was was a little weaker, and it was a part of a whole. It seemed mm-hmm. that uh, you know I have a feeling, like I said, that these were all intended to be part of the the same presentation originally, or most of it at least. And mm-hmm. they've they've obviously had to shift things around. So totally. So. Before we go into some of the announcements, I did want to mention one thing that I think a lot of people missed today. So there was actually a message that was posted on Twitter this morning at, well, this tweet says 10.01 a.m. So well before the presentation actually happened. And we haven't talked about it on the show, but I'm sure anyone who's kind of keeping up to date what's happening in the video game industry, not necessarily on the game side of things, but on the business side of things and and how these studios are operating and everything. Ubisoft kind of came came with some heat or 
was under some heat for, uh, you know, reports of racism, sexual misconduct, lack of diversity, um, you know, that had been going on at Ubisoft for several years at this point. And so this is something that, you know, big journalists like Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg had been talking about. And this, this story had been making waves for a while now, right? We're, we've been made aware. And so the, there's a little, there's stuff happening in the background at Ubisoft. And what was weird to me is that they came out with a message from the CEO. I can never say his name. It's a super French name. Yves Guimont. There, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I may be Canadian, but I'm not a French Canadian. So, (laughs) um, yeah, he came out with like a, a quick four minute video that basically talks about, um, programs that they're implementing to, give more opportunities to women, um, you know, people that are in marginalized groups, stuff like that, which is all good things. But why would they not put this in front of a show where more Mm -hmm. people are watching? It's like they're almost kind of like sweeping it under the rug kind of thing of like, we didn't, we didn't do nothing, but like, we also could have like done a little more than that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. It just, it was, I saw it on Twitter and it just like really rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I think that also coming into the presentation kind of was like, I had a sour taste in my mouth. Cause it was like, it just felt really weird that they did this and they, they messaged it in a way that people were, were definitely challenging them as, as to their approach with releasing this video ahead of time. And they were like, Oh, due to time constraints, we couldn't release this video um, included into the, and I'm like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? That is such a stupid reason. So yeah, it was like time constraints and pacing or something like yeah. that. And it's like, you you guys are in charge of putting this all together. You could right. you could have made it happen. Yeah, you make your own schedule, right? Yeah, like, you can fit this in. <laughs> exactly. And to be honest, there's things that could have been cut out of there to save sure. the four or five minutes to add this at the front end of the uh, the event. Absolutely. Sure. Or, you know, like PlayStation did earlier this summer when, you know, things were, were breaking in the in the world with, with uh, you know, the protests and stuff like that. They just delayed their event because yeah. they said, you know, the focus needs to be on something else right now. So if there wasn't enough time to put this video together and tack it onto the beginning of today's event, then, I mean, just delay the event a couple of days and, you know, yeah, stitch exactly. the thing up in your video editor and, mm-hmm. and let's do it. Yeah, that that argument just doesn't hold up, and it, it's not like it's something that just broke last night, right? Like Ubisoft, there's stuff going on, uh, bad stuff going on, in that company that uh, we're just finding out about, right? Like this was reported on a while ago, so they've had lots of time to come up with an approach that is best for everybody, and they 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 drop the ball hard on that. So I think they're going to see the repercussions from that. Um, not necessarily in sales wise or their products that they sell, but like they're, they're going to face some major backlash. And I think because of the backlash that they face today for doing this, like it's, it's not going away. Like they're going to have to answer somehow or, or be more transparent. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I feel like that's something that a lot of people missed in the event. And I do have to give props to, uh, I, I was pulling some information from The Verge. They included it in their article. I also saw some other articles putting it as the first thing mm-hmm. in 
in in their article so that's really great so it's because they they're like hey this is something that people need to see um and ubisoft kind of didn't allow them to see that for whatever reason so all right so which what should we talk about first i guess the big one is immortals phoenix rising which was previously known as gods and monsters so this is we got a release date for it december 3rd on switch xbox one playstation 4 pc and stadia with a stadia demo coming sometime before release so this is uh our first real big look at this game in a long time um the first time we've seen this game under its new title so adam how what were your thoughts on this game what they showed today and what do you think of the name change I, I really don't like the name change at all. I'm not, I'm not sure why they did that. Yeah. Um, I thought the name was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, taking a, taking a look at it, I know early viewings of the game, people uh, had drew strong comparisons to Breath of the Wild. And it looks like that all holds true because it looks, it, it, it looks kind of like a more RPG-ish version of Breath of the Wild, but mm-hmm. like, a dollar store version breath of the wild like <laughs> not trying to bash on it because it does it, it looks like a game that i will probably end up playing but it doesn't look like it has that same uh the, the same draw as what breath of the wild did or the same maybe the same kind of polish that breath of the wild had um it looks like there's going to be some really neat elements that they add in there so it, it looks interesting but yeah i think it's um maybe a little too much breath of the wild in there like it's <laughs> pretty substantial it is um, pretty heavy yeah yeah <laughs> how about you garrett um yeah so you guys will have to forgive me did they actually show any gameplay during this because all i saw was just a trailer so the like cinematic they actually in their post show or whatever um because i watched kind of funny's video and mm-hmm. so they were talking over the post show and they just had it on mm-hmm. mute playing in the back so they, there is actual some sort of gameplay okay. and mm-hmm. uh people in the press have actually gone hands-on right right i saw it. that okay yeah. um yeah so i haven't seen any of that gameplay which is kind of one thing that i been meaning to talk about this entire summer with all the videos we've been getting is that I'm a little sick of like straight up cinematic trailers right. because mm-hmm. while they do a great job of kind of like introducing you to the world and like what kind of things you can expect to see in the game, I'm the kind of person that needs to see what the gameplay is like. And mm-hmm. so obviously like for a, a game that's very early on, that's that you know, a cinematic trailer is to be expected, but this game's coming out in December. Like your trailer should have at least a, a you know, 10 seconds of gameplay in there somewhere just to show people like, what do you, what is this game actually going to look like on my screen when I'm playing it? Right. Um, so, and I feel like I've just seen a bunch of trailers this summer where I'm like, this looks cool, but I have no idea how this is going to play. So um, I'm going to have to check out the gameplay and, and judge from there. But um, yeah, I think it looks cool. The name change I agree is, is really strange. I think gods and monsters was a really cool name actually. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of unique, but um yeah, I don't have too much else to say about it. Just that um, looks looks, you know, like like Adam said, something I might play eventually, but I'm yeah. definitely not going to buy it at launch. You know, yeah, and it's a good time for it to come out. I mean, December, depending mm-hmm. where we're all at on Cyberpunk, like you know, it might be a good time to have something to come in and just you know play, play for a bit, right? And you know, have a good time and just enjoy until 
you know, we start seeing big titles. But I guess at the same time, like, you know, that's we're going to have next gen consoles at that point. And, you know, the the various games that are co- going to come out with the next gen consoles. So it, it might also be a bad time for it to come out, you know, depending on on whether or not you're looking to uh, get next gen right off the bat. Yeah, no, for sure. It's interesting that they did not confirm if it was going to be on PS5 and uh, the new Series S. So there was in the at the end of the trailer where it had all the the list of consoles down at the bottom. I think I saw a tag there for smart delivery. Okay, so Uh, so it looks like there will probably be versions. I don't know if they're going to do anything specific for the next gen consoles, but uh, it does seem like it'll uh, have some you know, sort of it'll have upgrade. that upgrade for yeah. those yeah i think we can it, it's still the the gray area is what playstation is doing as opposed to xbox's smart delivery because i know there's been some reports of some things being behind paywalls and xbox it being like completely free so that that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a big gray area that we'll have to explore as we get closer to next gen but we can pretty much assume most of these games releasing from this point on or or even from prior into this year last year are going to have versions making their way onto next gen but uh back to the game yeah i agree when that this leak that the name change i was like oh i hope that's fake this because this leaked i think like a week ago or something like that and something like that i was just like Mm -hmm. what is going on with this name because like yeah (laughs) gods and monsters like you guys said sounds cool and original and unique and it's like kind of almost tells you what the game is without really knowing right and that's important for a new ip and immortals phoenix rising tells me nothing of what this game is about right so you know you have to see what it's about kind of get a look at some gameplay to to know if it's your cup of tea or not but i will say looking at what they showed off even though it was a little cinematic and the the small bits of gameplay i did see i definitely and more interested in this game than I was before. It just kind of looked like a Breath of the Wild clone, and that's what I wrote it off as. But now kind of seeing it in action, I I see what you're saying, Adam, with the, the dollar store kind of budget version <laughs> of it. But at the same time, I like that they're kind of exploring Greek mythology because that's something that mm-hmm. I find super interesting. There's a lot of, you know, story content with Greek mythology. And so to me, it kind of, it's like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey mixed with, which is another Ubisoft game, uh, coincidentally, mixed with, you know, Breath of the Wild, which I'm totally down for. So I basically went from mildly interested to like, oh, yeah, like if if there's not really much going on in December, which there probably isn't, if I'm kind of done with Cyberpunk or I've played my next gen games, Miles Morales or Bugsnacks or whatever games are going to be available at launch you know, this is a game I'll play over Christmas break or something like that. Like it, it definitely has that vibe. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that we finally, and I'm surprised we're getting it at the end of the year. Cause I thought for sure mm-hmm. it'd be like a delayed till next year. Cause it was supposed to come out. Like, I think they delete it twice from this year. I don't know. I can't remember, but it was like March or something. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. yeah. Early, yeah. early this year. So, um, all right. So, uh let's move on to prince of persia so this was leaked like i mentioned uh which when i saw it leaked i was kind of like okay because <laughs> let's be honest we <laughs> uh, we've been asking or i've been asking for a prince of persia game for several years now and then i saw a re that 
it was a remix. So I'm like, okay, well, the most sense may mean sands of time, but mm-hmm. like, what happens if they like there's a really old like 2D side scroller Prince of Persia from back mm-hmm. in the day? What happens if they like somehow remade that <laughs> game in like its own brand new way? kind of like final fantasy seven or something like that but that was way too ambitious thinking on my part and we got you know prince prince of persia sands of time it's coming out in 2021 uh january 21st xbox one ps4 and pcs no mention of switch quite yet but i feel like switch is coming because i think with that leak it was a listing on a retail website um for a switch version so that could have just mm-hmm. been a placeholder of sorts but anyways does prince of persia sands of time remake do anything for you guys um for me you know i love this game uh, i played it back when it came out on the original xbox um it's a great game it's definitely a little dated if you go back to it now so um you know it looks like they've it says they've improved the combat um some of the camera controls it's which is probably going to be most people's gripes with going yeah, back to that definitely. game now so um, I mean, I'm all in for it, um, but I'm not going to buy it again. I'm not going to buy this at launch most likely just because I've played this game before. It's a great game, but I don't, it doesn't look like they're doing enough to change it. It's just kind of like a coat of paint and a couple little updates. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is one that I'm going to hope comes to game pass or goes on a deep sale for 15, 20 bucks instead of 40. And then, you know, at that point I may check it out, but, um, yeah, if if this was something I hadn't played before and it caught my eye, then I might might feel a little different. Right. But but as someone that has played it and knows what to expect, that's it's just not not something that I'm rushing out to buy right now. Mm-hmm. How about you, Adam? Yeah this this one didn't do a whole lot for me, but I've I've never really been a Prince of Persia uh, fan. Like I I never really played any of the Prince of Persia games. But yeah, this one um, kind of going off what what Garrett said, they didn't really do a whole lot with it. Like, I, I feel like they were kind of generous using the word remake because we've had so many remakes come from like PlayStation one games, like final fantasy seven and crash Spyro, Tony Hawk, Resident Evil. and they have resident evil. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And these are all legit from the ground up remakes. And this one was like an up res plus a little bit extra like i i called it a remaster plus in our in our group (laughs) chat earlier where it's it's sort of in this weird mid-ground where it is just a a a smidge more than a remaster or or like a just a general up res but um it's not built from the ground up as as a full-on remake like this looks like a ps3 game um and so i just i feel like there wasn't really enough care put into it and maybe it is just sort of a, you know, they're they're dipping their toes into the water to see how many people are actually interested in Prince of Persia before they go and make a new one. Or maybe there's one in the works and they just, you know, kind of want to get some feedback going into it. But mm. um, yeah, this it, I don't think I'm going to play this at all um, just because it's it's never really been something that's really spoke to me. It's never been that type of uh, type of game for me. So I'm I'm fine just letting it go. So, yeah. They definitely dropped the ball with this opportunity. Like they definitely could have, like you said, it looks a little flat. You put a great Garrett saying a fresh coat of paint and some new updates here and there with some of the systems. But like it just, yeah, I, it looks rough. Like you're watching this trailer and it's like the, especially the character models and which is weird because they showed some behind the scenes footage in this presentation of like, they came back and like, 
did brand new motion capture for certain things and like got original voice actors to to come back and like do the performance for these things and so it's like they're putting that level of work in it but it just doesn't really show that they're doing that so it's like so like when we talk about price being forty dollars i can kind of understand in the sense that it's like okay they're showing that like i said motion cat like that's stuff that is expensive and they need to make that back in some sort of way but with the final product or at least what this trailer showed to be the final product like it just yeah it looks a, a little it looks more like a ps3 remaster than uh hey it's 2021 it's ps4 with you know ps5 already out and big games running and playing on that already so it's like I don't know. There's enough time, I think, between now and January. Like, I'm, I'm, my my hope is like, let's delay this a little bit, right? Let's we don't need to get this out, and we can kind of make it a more of a remake experience to to the likes of Final Fantasy VII or something. Will that happen? Probably not. That's pretty pretty slim. But yeah, I just I I wish that they could have made it so that someone like you, Adam, saw this and was like, oh, this is a series I've never played. And this looks interesting enough that I'm going to check it out, right? Um, and clearly, they're not impressing you or Garrett and I, who right. <laughs> who I love the first one, right? Like, <laughs> I've talked about it on the podcast before a while back, but I uh, this was a game that I really wanted. Like, back when I was, I don't know how, how old I was, but when I was younger, I like... Every night before bed, it was because it was it got like a fall release or something and it was already out. But I just remember every night before Christmas, like just <laughs> wishing that my parents would get me this game for Christmas and I got it. And it was like to this day, one of my favorite Christmas presents because it just it was that impactful at the time for me. And um, they were great games and I, I, I hate I hated to see them leave because they were some of my mm-hmm. favorites and it just sucks that this is kind of the the way we're getting back into it, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see because I think there's a lot that could still be said about this game uh, in the coming months. But I don't know. <laughs> also, it's weird. funny that that you say that because I think I'm I'm pretty sure I got this for Christmas the the year that it came out. Also, so <laughs> yeah, I think we got go. it the same day, Luke. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, moving on, we got a brand new IP announced called Riders Republic, which is basically taking extreme sports mixed with like a mmo (laughs) that's how they explained it so we got Mm. this trailer that was kind of like a mix of cinematic with i think some sort of gameplay in there i could kind of see there wasn't like huds or anything but it Mm -hmm. it looked like it was gameplay Mm -hmm. um and basically uh this so this game's coming february 25th 2021 on all the consoles, current and next gen, as well as Google Stadia. Sorry, it's not coming to Switch. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, let's see. Basically, it takes GPS data from U.S. national parks and the ability to race against 50 opponents at once. But what makes this game look cool is it's not like just like you all have mountain bikes. Like it's like there's flying squirrel suits, there's jetpacks, there's skiing, snowboarding. Um, mountain bikes uh like different kinds of bikes uh i think i saw a snowmobile at one point like there's just all like the (laughs) all the extreme sports anything that is under the category x in the sports category (laughs) is basically (laughs) what this game's about um so garrett what did you think of this one 
Uh, it looked pretty cool. Um, it, yeah, it's from, like you said, I think uh, from the creators of Steep, which was one I never really played, but I played the demo and it seemed pretty fun. Um, and this would be a little more up my alley just with like the biking and stuff, right. like, uh, snowboarding, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, again, this is one that like I would love to try out, but I'm, I'm not going to you know fork over the cash for it on day one for mm-hmm. sure. Um, seems like one that would do well from like a beta or a some kind of demo period or something right. like that um, so, to let people kind of get a feel for it. So we'll, we'll cross our fingers for that. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's, if it's something that's going to have a wide appeal, but it, it could be fun. We'll see. Yeah. Adam. I, um, I, I'm more interested in this game than I thought I was going to be at the very beginning of that trailer. Um, it, when they, when they said MMO, like that really caught my attention. Um, just, you know, the the possibilities that you could have with extreme sports and you know however many people can fit into that world right and they kind of showed uh, some some things where they were going from different different regions on this map mm-hmm. and showing different like uh, climates and different uh, different sports that you can do in these various uh, sort of like biomes I guess you could call them so I'm kind of wondering if you have free roam of that whole map. Or if it's just, oh, I want to go do sports in this desert area, or I want to go in this, uh, you know, up in these mountains or something like that. So I'm kind of curious to see a little bit more in those regards and sort of how you interact with the other players. Like, is it all competitive, like racing, or is it just, hey, let's have fun. Let's all just get get in a group and go, you know, ride a bike or go fly jetpacks together or something. so if it's a little bit more like that, like I think for me, if it's a little bit more casual, I think I would I think I would be even more interested in it. Uh, on the flip side, at the very beginning, I almost thought to myself, this kind of looks like a battle royale. Yeah, and uh, that would be kind of interesting too. Like I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more on that aspect too. Like you know, I kind of said I was looking more for casual, but uh, you know, if you have you know, 50 people riding down this big hill on bikes. And like, if you crash, you're out or something like that. Like that could be fun. If it's just sort of like little mini games mm-hmm. uh, within that world, that could be mm-hmm. uh, really interesting and, and enjoyable. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing more. Yeah. I think if they had a combination of everything you just men- mentioned, this could be a really, a really good game. Um, Cause it would be checking off all the boxes of, all those things and and the audiences that those kind of genres or game modes bring i i thought battle royale for sure you know first one down Mm -hmm. the mountain kind of thing um it'll be interesting to see like how you can like maybe swap between things of like you're cycling and then you go off a jump and you like pull your parachute and or get in you have your flying squirrel suit or whatever you call those things and like (laughs) uh yeah i i as someone who really likes extreme sports i am totally down but at the same time, you know, I, I snowboard in real life. I love snowboarding. I like snowboarding video games. Um, but when Steep came, I played it and it just kind of fell a little flat for me. Like it was bare bones in terms of the content. Um, this seems to be fixing that by adding a lot of different, you know, vehicles and things you can use in, to get down the mountain and stuff. So, yeah, and the, the online aspect of it is really cool as well so yeah it's definitely on the radar i need to see a little bit more before i decide if it's going to be a game i pick up or not but um what would be i think a really great move is if they made this some sort of like a free-to-play game came out with season passes um Mm. 
you know, Mm -hmm. where you could just get cosmetic items for different things. Um, I, it could work to their benefit. I don't know. Maybe that's not the type of game that they're trying to go for, but, uh, I think like that would definitely be a way to get me into the game if it was Mm -hmm. free to play for sure. Um, having to pay for it, you know, that might be a little harder, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think just the way the industry is going, it, these types of online multiplayer games, like if, if they're not like, you're going to now be compared to the free to play games because there's so many mainstream games like that right now, like Warzone, Fortnite, Apex, you know, Destiny, even like, you, you know, if you're going to come out with a, a multiplayer focused game that, you know, the gameplay is very short or you're doing mission based stuff or whatever, you know, I think people are going to start looking at those games a little differently and expecting more for how much they're paying when they can get just as good of experiences for paying $10 every two months for a battle pass or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Lastly, we got a very cool announcement. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The game. Oh yeah. uh, Complete (laughs) edition. So quick, quick backstory. Uh, Let me check time here. Yeah. We'll have to, uh quick backstory on this game for those of you who don't know scott pilgrim came out last gen as a game um on 360 and playstation 3 but it was digitally only and then eventually it got removed from the stores because of i'm assuming a licensing issues and it was basically one of those things where unless you had bought it and downloaded it onto your console it was gone you couldn't repurchase this game and i remember hearing stories on podcasts of people like oh i have my 360 with scott pilgrim on it and i like don't want to ever get rid of it because we can't that game is lost forever Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that they were able to gather the licensing for it again it looks like um it had some new things coming uh some bonus character add-ons and uh yeah it looks really solid I, i i only watched scott pilgrim like the movie uh, i never got a chance to play this game but i'm totally so down good. to check it out because it looks like such a fun time and i heard such great things mm-hmm. about it so adam you've yeah. played it what makes it uh what, what what about it do you like this is my absolute favorite beat-em-up game wow ever <laughs> and I, i'm I, i'm not a huge beat-em-up guy sure. but i mean i've i've had fun with them you know in the past but this one i think has been uh the best one just uh the art style was amazing uh the music was really good the the gameplay you know felt really good too like the uh you know just the the, the actual beat em up part of it felt really good uh it also had some rpg elements to it as well like you can uh you can level up and you get currency and you can buy things um so it's not just straight up like just go from level to level just beating people and and going along but the the animations and the art like i can't say enough like how much i i adore it and um it is it's so good to to go along with the movie because i really like the movie too um and it's you know it, it was really a bummer um you know whenever it became unavailable for purchase and it sort of just got lost and people have been asking for it for a while. So it's really good that it came back. And I, I did play through it uh, multiplayer. I, I played through with my friend, Justin, and we just, we had a, a blast with that game. I will say um, if anyone wants to play something similar and kind of get uh, a feel for maybe what Scott Pilgrim is before it comes out this holiday is to try river city girls. Um, 
it's it's very similar in in the way it it plays and has that very anime feel to it kind of like scott pilgrim does um it has you know kind of like there's leveling up mechanics and and uh sort of various ways that you can progress your 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 person and uh yeah so if you want something comparable that's really close and i feel like that's a game that's been very underappreciated or has flown under a lot of radars so uh something worth checking out for sure but really excited for scott pilgrim so i guess i'm the odd one out here i've never seen the movie i've never played the game none of it um so watch that movie (laughs) yeah i think i'm gonna have to like make a make a day out of it and uh whenever this comes out get the get the movie rent the movie and check it out and, and play some of the game uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy for everyone that's been begging for this for for so long, and uh, excited that I'm gonna have the chance to finally check it out. Um, I've seen gameplay of it before; it looks really cool. I do like beat 'em ups quite a bit, so that's uh, this is always one that I've wanted to try. And out of everything shown, this is probably one like the one that has the best chance of me actually buying it on day one. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. We'll see what happens uh, as far as this and. Um, I don't know um, all that much about Scott Pilgrim, even the movie or anything. So, uh, term, in terms of like what the story is, I have no idea. Um, so, I'm kind of going in completely blind. But like You're the art style looks treat. really cool. Yeah, everything I've ever seen from it or heard about it seems like it would be really, really um, interesting to me. So, um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you guys know if I end up picking it up and let you know what I think of it. Awesome, sweet. All right. Well, that's basically all the. Bigger announcements. They had some other stuff. Hyperspace. Uh, what was what's that game there called? There's a Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, uh, Rainbow the Six. The Rainbow stuff. Six World Cup, mm-hmm. which was just the weirdest <laughs> commercial I think I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, with, full of very mixed messaging. I'm like nobody had any game? idea what this was. <laughs> yeah. It, was it a basketball game? Yeah. Like, people playing basketball. basketball. Was it a soccer game? Like. Yeah. What, all of a sudden Ubisoft's making soccer games? Yeah, no, none of that. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Well, let's move on to talking about Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Let's go. So this was out of left field last week. We basically got a Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary Nintendo Direct with a bunch of different announcements. So I'm going to, just for the sake of time, rather than going through all of them and giving our thoughts um because we still got to talk about xbox and get to game and i'm i i i'm the only one out of the three of us uh for the for the listeners out there i'm on a a bit of a time time uh whatever i i don't i have constraint constraint there's the word i was looking for (laughs) thank you uh i'm on a time constraint so we're just going to run through some of these things and then we'll we'll talk about them so um the big one that we're definitely going to be talking about super Mario 3d all-stars, which is coming September 18th to switch. It includes uh, super Mario 64, super Mario sunshine and super Mario galaxy. Just the first one, not the second one. Uh, like I said, that's coming on the 18th and then super Mario 3d world plus Bowser's fury, whatever that is. Um, that was a bit of a tease of a new, mode or dlc for super mario 3d world that's coming on february 12th 2021 super mario bros 35 which is basically mixed the idea of tetris 99 with super mario but instead of 99 i guess you have 35 players and um 
yeah, that's basically where you play 35 other players, last uh, Mario standing wins kind of thing. So Mario Battle Royale, <laughs> in the world where you can basically make a Battle Royale out of anything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which was this basically RC cars with cameras on them that you can see the cameras through your switch basically create a virtual track looks looks actually quite cool that's coming november 13th or sorry uh september 23rd is that right mario kart tour sorry uh the way they did this article is weird because i keep thinking the trailer and then the blurb underneath it but it's the opposite uh yes Uh, looks like october 16th you're right october 16th uh, Game and Watch Super Mario Brothers is coming out. That's the one that's coming out November thirteenth, and it's basically similar NES, SNES mini consoles, but it's just the Game and Watch. You can play uh, Super Mario Brothers on this little LED screen, which is pretty cool. And then uh, there were some other mixed announcements in there. Uh, a bunch of crossover events celebrating Mario's thirty fifth anniversary with you know other games such as animal crossing splatoon um super mario maker i think was in there and that's pretty much it for the most part so uh who should i go to first let's talk to you adam first because i know you're the biggest well you've been playing a lot of mario lately so (laughs) let's uh let's hear your take yeah, so I'll talk a, a little bit about what I've been playing Mario White's here in a little bit, but um, also one of the things that they announced was uh, Super Mario All-Stars, the, the SNES version is avail- right, sorry. available mm-hmm. for uh, SNES Nintendo Switch Online uh, service. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was really great. It, there was so much nostalgia in there for me that I just kind of ate it all up. Um, I, I've always been a Nintendo fanboy, so this was a great little event for me uh mario 3d all-stars was definitely the the icing on the cake uh the battle royale thing seems cool uh but i don't know if i'll really get um into that too much we'll try and they're only making it available for a short amount of time so really i think it starts october 1st and then it ends like it's just gone march 31st of next year um, so it's kind of weird. And then same, same holds true for the 3d all-stars thing. When that comes out later this month, uh, in just like a week, actually, um, it's only going to be available until March 31st. So they're kind of pulling a Disney and they're going to be locking things up in a vault, uh, apparently at the end of March, which is kind of weird. I don't like that move at all, but 3d all-stars is, is great. Mario 64, sunshine galaxy, like just having, a way for me to play these games on modern console is fantastic. Uh, 64 especially, because that's one of my all-time favorite Mario games. And I would probably play that game at least once a year, I'm sure. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, the, the 3D World, and yeah, we don't really know much about Bowser's Fury, but 3D World, uh, it's it's about time they port this thing over because that game was great. That's a really mm-hmm. good Mario game. In my opinion, it should have come out before uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii U or whatever mm-hmm. it was right. that, that came out. This this should have been the first one to come out, but it seems like they have good plans with it. They are adding new content on top of it, so I'm definitely going to be picking that up as well. Um, 
so yeah, I'm 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 pumped. They did a great job. Uh, I'm gonna call it now. The reason why Mario Galaxy Two is not in the 3D All Stars collection. A lot of people are saying it's gonna be DLC, but I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to remaster it, make it its own game, so that they can charge another sixty dollars for it. That's my <laughs> yeah. thing. I think it, I think it's gonna be a total money grab for them, um, which. It'll sell. People yeah. are going to buy it. Just you know say, what I mean? People will still go out and buy it, mm-hmm. regardless exactly. of how mad they, they are. Over they it. know they can get away with it, so that's what's going to happen. So I bet you, uh, ne- sometime next year, we end up getting Galaxy Two remaster as its own game. Okay. Yep. Calling it now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Put it on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Quote me. Yeah. How about you, Garrett? Yeah, it uh, felt pretty much the same way as Adam did. Um, this is a nice little uh, celebration. I watched it with my son, who is currently obsessed with everything Mario. He you know, wants to watch YouTube videos of people playing through Mario games all the time. So like, this was awesome for him. He was really excited, and uh, he's been really into 3D World lately, actually. So um, to have a new version of that with some new content is going to be really fun for us to, to play together. So definitely going to pick that up. And then... Uh, yeah, the the All Stars collection, 3D All Stars, definitely want to pick that up as well. Um, the the limited time thing is really bizarre and and kind of frustrating to me, honestly, because like I want to get this for my son for Christmas, yeah, and I'm worried that the because it's the limited nature of it that people are going to be buying them all up and that it might be something that's you know difficult to track down. And with COVID and everything, I don't want to be running around to you know a thousand stores trying to find this thing. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I may may have to just uh, pounce on it whenever I can, and and just kind of hide it away in the closet till Christmas. But um, we'll see. Um, it, I, I'm I I love these games. Also, I want to I want to play them all as well. But you know, I've played them all before. I can wait a little bit longer to sure. experience them with him on Christmas and and do that kind of thing. So yeah, um, that's really where I came came from. It was was just from the perspective of having a kid that's just literally everything he talks right. about is Mario right now. So I'm just kind of looking at it through his eyes and seeing what what he's going to be into so that's going to be really really cool because like like you said you you've played them but this is going to be his first experience i'm sure with these games and mm-hmm. that'll be really cool to to hear how he he sees them and which ones are his favorites and stuff like that so for sure yeah uh any any other comments you wanted to make on some of the other announcements or um, yeah, I mean, as far as like the, um, the game and watch thing I thought was kind of bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it would have been not a lot cooler put... if it was, uh, like they're announcing a Nintendo 64 classic right. or, or yeah, a Game right. Boy or game even Boy, like yeah. at least put like four or five Mario games on it. Yeah. Just one game. It's $50 <laughs> for one yeah. Mario, it's like the first I mean, Mario. It's, it's straight up a collector's piece. I think also for Lost sure. Levels is on there too. Oh, that's right. Um, and then there's a couple, I think, actual like Game and Watch mm-hmm. games on right. there, which there's obviously not a lot to those. <laughs> yeah. So. No. No. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, the the Mario Kart uh, home circuit thing looks pretty cool. Then that's something again that would be right up the alley of my son. But uh, we don't really have a big house, and I don't know how how much I want to get into, <laughs> you know, having those things all over the place Racing all the around, time. So sure. yeah. yeah, we'll have to see on that. Maybe if, again, if that's something that goes on sale at some point, which is not likely with Nintendo, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, maybe if I get some gift cards or something like that, we could pick that up and, and check it out at some point as well. But 
Um, other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I guess the, the Mario Bros. 35 is the other thing I didn't really talk about. Um, I don't really understand how it works, but it, I'm down to check it out for sure. Especially it's free. So yeah, uh, with your membership. So that's really all I had for, for Mario. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the, uh, Splatoon 2 Splatfest that they're doing towards, uh, I think January, I think they said. Yeah. I think um, you're right. So I think this will actually be the first Splatfest they've had in a while. Um, I think they kind of, I think they've kind of stopped. I don't want to say stopped supporting the game, but there's not really a lot of new. I don't think there's been any mm-hmm. uh, Splatfests or any new weapons or gear or anything that's come out recently. So this is nice that they're they're throwing that in there. Um, I I did splurge and I bought the. Uh, I haven't received them yet, but I bought the two T-shirts that they did for the splatoon 2 event those so look it's, dope uh, oh they they're so cool i couldn't i couldn't resist it yeah. they both look amazing uh so i did splurge on those but yeah i'm, I'm definitely looking forward i'm gonna have to get in there and de-rust at some point so i can <laughs> yeah be at least get halfway ready. decent at the game <laughs> in time for splatfest so for sure yeah i would pretty much just echo everything you guys said mario is you know i haven't owned a lot of Nintendo consoles growing up. I did have a Wii, but I also had a 360. So that's kind of like what I prioritize with gaming, right? And so I've missed out on a lot of Mario 3D games. Like even though I had a Nintendo 64, I never owned Mario 64 because I actually, to come to think of it, I only own like three games. I think like GoldenEye, Zelda, and uh, Mario Kart. were like, And the rest were just rentals from Blockbuster. So... I will really be playing Super Mario 64 for the first time. I did play Sunshine back in the day on my younger sister's GameCube. And I found my GameCube, like, uh, case for the game, like, because my sister got out of game a long time ago. She's like, oh, you can have my old GameCube, all this. Mm -hmm. I open up the case and there's no disc. So I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) So I'll never, I'm like, well, uh, hopefully one day this comes to switch. So I'm actually quite excited for that. And I know that galaxy is a big favorite of people's. um, And I have played that at some friend's house and, but not enough to really tell you too much about it. But so my only real exposure to a 3d Mario game has been Odyssey. So it will be interesting me going, you know, like I'll, I'll obviously have to keep in mind that these are older games and, I won't, I won't compare them to Odyssey because that's just the latest and greatest in 3D Mario games. And they, that game is just insane to begin with and how solid and polished it is. But mm-hmm. I'm just really excited to be able to experience these games um, fully. And I pre-ordered it. I went ahead and pre-ordered it for kind of the same reasons you guys talk about with it being limited, whatever. And I knew I wanted to get it anyway. So I was like, well, let's just lock in a physical edition just so I can say I have one. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be taking the cellophane wrap off it and everything. I, I saw some people buying like two. So one they could keep away. And mm-hmm. it's Nintendo knows what they're doing when it comes mm-hmm. to this stuff. <laughs> Nintendo has For a sure. tendency to really cater to scalpers, yeah. which mm-hmm. drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's... All they and it sucks because it's like I said, they know what they do. They're doing in the sense that they're they're here to make money, right? <laughs> so, but it sucks for the people that you know they're not necessarily consumer friendly all the yeah. time. Which mm-hmm. 
you look over at someone at Xbox and they practically give you games for free. So, <laughs> um, Mario 35, I'll check out, but I couldn't even figure out really how Tetris 99 works. So, <laughs> um, I probably won't be playing that too much. And yeah, the rest was all just kind of fluff for me. However, Super Mario 3D World was a game I never got to experience, but I heard such great things. So, I will hopefully pick that one up next year when it comes out, you know, depending on what else. I'm playing and what I have time for, you know, but, um, I do want to experience it for sure. So, mm-hmm. and they added uh online multiplayer to that one as well. So yeah. we could all, uh, get together. And that play would that be sometime. awesome. That'd oh be really yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Do like awesome. a let's play great, or something. Great multiplayer mm-hmm. game. Uh, and I will say Luke, as far as Mario 64 goes, um, obviously the graphics are a bit dated mm-hmm. and the camera controls can be a little bit clunky. That's what I've heard. Yeah. But I tell you what, man, the, uh, the gameplay holds up. Yeah. That, oh, yeah it's really really solid control yeah well i was gonna say the same thing lots of people say that super mario 64 is still their favorite mario game um i think i would probably be in that camp yeah Yeah. and like they said the odyssey was like the closest they came to like Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. having that game dethroned but um yeah so i i'm excited like i've definitely played it here and there throughout my life but um early levels you know what i mean i haven't seen what that game looks like deep in right yeah it'll be nice to play it on a yeah totally. normal controller too you <laughs> yeah, know yeah for sure Not that n64 <laughs> abomination <Weird>. yeah yeah <laughs> all right so that was the super mario 35th anniversary definitely a cool kind of surprise it was a little weird that they just kind of came out with it it would have been awesome yeah. to have like some heads up because that could have been something maybe we arranged for like a a live reaction to or something Mm -hmm. like that right but nonetheless it's here um nintendo's just had a weird year this year i mean that's a whole nother conversation and i'm sure we could spend a lot of time talking about but i'm I'm at the very least glad we got some nintendo announcements this this last week because it's been bare bones over there all right, moving on to Xbox. So another thing that leaked. There's a lots of leaks going all <laughs> over the place. I mean, technically, this one was nuts. Yeah, this was a very big leak. Basically, uh, on Tuesday earlier this week, it, it leaked out that the Xbox Series S. Uh, they showed picture of the console. There was actually a, vi- a short video that leaked. Um, I believe it's possible that the release date even leaked. Maybe I can't can't say for sure. Um, mm-hmm. We knew that. Xbox had some sort of console coming out that was supposed to be, you know, on the spec specs, a little bit less powerful than the series X, um, but an upgrade from the one X, you know, um, and we're just kind of waiting for an announcement on it. If it was real and then it leaked. And so Xbox just literally at midnight or late at night after that had leaked, went on their Twitter, formally announced it. I think in the following days, they kind of gave a little more details of the hardware specifications. I'm not going to go over those um, right now, but for the most most part, it is a great value. It's $299. It's going to uh, support a lot of those next-gen features that people are looking for. It doesn't have a 4K resolution, but it says that it is going to support up to, I think, 120 frames per second. And if you ask a lot of people who play games they will say that frame rate is prioritized over resolution which Mm -hmm. depending on the game i definitely agree with that so um 
but yeah, $299, which is a really solid deal. Uh, that's us. It's 399 up here in Canada, but still a great deal. Um, you know, it's going to support things like ray tracing, um, faster load times, just like the, the Xbox series X. Um, when you compare the things, I'll just do a couple comparisons. I won't read them. The GPU power on the series X is 12 to four on series S. Um, you know, it, one thing to mention, it is digital only. It does not have a disk drive. So that is a big thing they took out of it. But I mean, the RAM is pretty much the same. Well, somewhat. Um, yeah, really, it's just that resolution um, in, in only going up to 1440p. And yeah, so in, in comparison, you got a $500 console with all these things. And then you got a $300 console how do you guys feel about these two consoles um, in general? Are you going to, are you considering looking at the Series S? Um, actually, I'm going to turn it over to you, Garrett, because you also, one thing I haven't mentioned yet is a little bit about Xbox All Access, which is something mm-hmm. that you already are familiar with from mm-hmm. the Xbox One X. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that and then just give your your opinions yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, the all access program basically is for the Series S. It's twenty five bucks a month. For the uh, Series X, it's thirty five a month, and that gives you the system uh, of your choice. You know, either one, and two years of Game Pass Ultimate. And so, there's zero interest. You pay it for two years. Um, as long as you pay on time, there's no interest at all. And you own the console. You can do whatever you want with it. And, uh, I mean, it's just a great value. Um, I did it with the, the Xbox one X. It was the same deal. $35 a month, um, came with the, the codes for, for ultimate and plugged them in and then I'm good to go. Um, so I think it's a game changer that they are coming out with this at launch. They're coming out, um, messaging it just as, you know, side by side with two ninety nine is twenty four ninety nine or 25 bucks or whatever it is. Um, it's a big deal. I think that they're messaging it just as importantly as, you know, you can buy this straight up or you can buy it on a, on this payment plan and and take one home with no money up front out of your pocket. And uh, when I did it, it was only at the Microsoft store. I did it at the very first pilot program for it um, with the, with the one X and literally I walked in, signed a paper, they put the thing in the bag and I walked out with it. And uh, you know, I just pay, make my payments online and I just paid it off um, last month and no issues. Everything went smoothly and, and I'm good to go. So I, I really think that that's a, a huge option that a lot of people should take advantage of if they can, uh, you know, make that work and make sure that they're committed to making the payments every month. Um, it, it's a great option. And as far as the consoles go, I mean, the Series S, it's incredible for the, for the price, the, the power that they're able to pack in there. Um, and the fact that, anyone really is going to be able to get into next gen if they want to, um, because that, you know, $300 is, is kind of what you're paying for like a current gen console at this point. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a no brainer if you're in the market for a console at this point. Um, and and you don't really want to spend up for for the top line, top of the line, you know, series X, uh, me personally, I'm going to go for the X. Um, I'm going to do the all access again and that frees up some money for me to be able to, uh, to put on the PS five. So it's really a nice compliment, um, yeah. you know, two different strategies. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how I'm going about things. Yeah. I think that all access program is something that 
hearing people talk about this announcement alongside the Series S and X and and how you can get these consoles for monthly payments and everything. I'm surprised on how many people didn't realize, like you said, that you've been doing it for a while now with your mm-hmm. your One X. It's been available. I think it's only available, like it, that's not available in Canada. I think it was US, UK, and maybe Australia. And I think mm-hmm. they rolled out, like you said, it started at Microsoft Store, and then I think they rolled out to like you could get it at Best Buy, and I think Amazon also mm-hmm. had it. That's right. And then with this one, I think GameStop is going, you'll be able to do it. Um, up here in Canada, they confirmed that all access is coming, but only through EB Games. So mm-hmm. I can do this, which is our version of GameStop. Um, yeah, so we can do that. And I'm totally in the same boat of you. Um, before I turn it over to you, Adam, I'll just add, yeah, I wasn't seeing myself buying a Series X right away. I was going to maybe wait. And then when I saw this S, I was like, oh, okay, well, that could be you know, a way for me to play Xbox exclusives, all my Game Pass games that I'm already subscribing to. And, you know, and then I'll have all my next-gen experiences over on PlayStation for the time being. But then when I saw that that program alongside these new consoles, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's the way you're going about it, Garrett, I think is really smart. And, you know, like it's interest-free, like it, you know, that if you add everything up, it, it just, it like, it, it helps for those people who might not be able to dish out $500. And for me, it's going to be 599 up here in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a lot of money to dish out right away, especially if you add another $600 PS5 on there. That's $1,200. And for that much, you you better bet I'm, I'm buying like a crazy, awesome gaming rig, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, I like that they're, they're doing that. Um, Adam, how about you? What did you think of this uh, announcement? And what do you think of the Series S? Uh, to be honest, I was very surprised at the pricing. Uh, I think it's it, it pretty incredible value for what it is. I mean, it's stronger than uh, a 1X, but, you know, the the same price, if, if not cheaper than, than the 1X. Yeah. Um, I know there were some recent price drops on that, so I don't know where it stands now, but, like, that's the the hardware that you're getting the the specs that it carries the features that it's going to hold for that price is really good um you know but then you the series x you know is for what it is even more powerful device for the price tag at what was it 500 right um not a bad deal either for what you get out of the box and the the all access thing just you know it kind of almost makes it a no-brainer uh, with getting the actual console and you're literally getting hundreds of games because that all access comes with game pass ultimate, um, which is the best deal in gaming. I know we've talked about that over and over how good game Pass is. So, uh, you know, whether you're getting the, the S or the X, you already have so many games at your fingertips and the new features that they're rolling out for it and, you know, supporting next gen games. Like it's just, it's, really good i think uh xbox just continues to make great customer first uh consumer first decisions and i think you know i hope a lot of people jump on board because i think they're they're very deserving there's obviously you know we're we're waiting for some more first party titles and some exclusives to come the way of the xbox but there's still plenty to play in the meantime so i can't be mad had any of that totally uh that being said i did just you know i i just built my computer this year which is gonna be 
pretty close in comparison to uh, the Series X. So, I mean, I don't really foresee myself buying either of the new consoles. And I'll just continue to play on um, on my PC for that. And then I'll end up buying the PS5. But, uh, you know, PC still has Game Pass too. So, I'm, I'm still subscribed to it on there and taking advantage of that pretty frequently. So... Yeah, like, it's very clear at this point, Xbox doesn't care. Well, they care, obviously, but, like, in a certain sense, they don't care where you're playing the games. They just want you in Xbox ecosystem, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. playing on a PC uh, through PC Game Pass or playing on xCloud or playing on your Series X or your Series S, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, they just want you in there into their subscription service of, with game pass or uh game pass ultimate or all access whatever it is like that's their model that they're going for and and uh i i i don't blame them it's a great business model i mean we've seen so many other services outside of the gaming industry do this type of thing already whether it's cell phones or subscription streaming services whatever like they're take they're the first one to be starting to take moves in the industry um whereas so many other mediums have already kind of already done that so it's uh yeah i thought it would have came sooner sooner in the video game industry but um i'm not surprised that microsoft is the one leading the charge in there and they're they seem to be knowing what they're doing and have a plan for it all so yeah i uh i I was surprised by the price point too i think it looks great it's definitely a good value for um maybe someone who isn't doesn't need the highest um graphical fidelity in their games like they're they're just looking for a fun experience they're looking for the most value for their buck um i could see a lot of people with kids you know jumping on board with that um you know my nephews are you know i was talking to my uh one nephew who's turning 13 and he was talking to me about how he was wanting to save for a series x but it's pretty expensive like this could be a viable option for him right saving up some allowance money and he could get there a lot quicker than having to to get 500 bucks so it's just like a a really good idea and it also makes it more difficult for sony because they have that two skews of the discless and the the regular ps5 and you know, there's probably now only going to be like a $50 price difference between those two. Cause they're ultimately the same, same, I believe spec wise, unless they've said otherwise, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So the ball's in Sony's court, right? Like the, the console price is like the, cause uh, you know, when, whether you compare what a game looks like on PS4 to Xbox, like they're, they both kind of look the same, right? It's what these, these consoles or these, um, services have to offer you that that's where the consumer kind of makes their choice and you know price on new jet next gen consoles are the biggest thing that we look at that's why for the last several months we'll be like just give us a price and we have that now so yeah i mean this this is a conversation i definitely think we're going to be continuing to have um so i i, I would i would have loved to have a whole episode talking a, a little bit more about this but once we find out playstation 5 price points and mm-hmm. kind of have that picture of next gen laid out in front of us. There's no more uh, blank spots that need to be filled in. We can kind of have a whole discussion on, okay, who's leading the charge for this next gen? Who do we think is, has the best chance of quote unquote winning the console war or whatever? And um, I think that'll be really 
fun once we kind of start seeing those things unfold. But yeah, it's really exciting. And I, I got to give Xbox credit. I've seen a lot of people talk about uh, like great things about this. The price is the one thing that people are just really excited about. And yeah, it's going to be interesting come come time for Sony. I've seen a lot of even people that are in the Sony PlayStation ecosystem saying, well, I'm already getting a PS5, but I could see myself getting a Series Series S so that I can, mm-hmm. you know, get Game Pass or I can play Halo Infinite next year or whatever. Like, and again, that's what Xbox wants, right? They mm-hmm. just they're wanting to break into that huge audience that PlayStation has and kind of bring some people over. And they're not they 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 know they're never going to convert them to the, the the side of green, but maybe they can have these people also become a part of them and maybe start getting a bigger share of uh of consumers in the the video game industry right so mm-hmm. all right well exciting stuff uh any final notes you guys want to m- before we move to the last half of the show here no no we're good no i don't think so all right okay Do-do-do. okay before we get into what we're playing I wanted to take this time to remind you guys that Games Are Fun has its very own merch now. We launched it last month, our very own store, through Teespring. We have a collection of t-shirts and accessories like stickers and mugs. And we've had a lot of you guys already go out, purchase some t-shirts. Thank you. That means a lot. If you haven't, please take the time, go into the show's description and there's a link over to our store there, or you can just go to gamesarefunpodcast.com. The reason why I'm plugging this is because this is kind of our, our way for you guys to show your support through, um, through monies. <laughs> if you wanted to help support our show um, financially, this would help us a lot because we do this all on our own time. And it'd be great to kind of have some money that we could put back into the show. I haven't even touched a cent that we have made from you guys' purchasing shows. We want to put that money towards further content for Games Are Fun, you know, maybe increase the production value of these things. And uh, yeah, so every time that you guys buy something from that store, it's going directly back into the content. So we would appreciate if you if you enjoy our, our show and like listening to us every single week, maybe consider going, buying a t-shirt and hey, you get something out of the deal, you get a pretty cool t-shirt and I finally got my shirts in the mail after uh, they. I got a couple packages. It was nothing on Teespring's fault. It was the courier, and it just it got lost in the mail. But I got two shirts, and I gotta say, I'm very impressed. I'm not just being a seller here. Like I'm actually impressed with the quality of the shirts. Um, specifically, I'm a big fan of the graffiti tee. It's heathered uh, tri blend tee. So it's comfortable, soft. Um, you won't have to worry about it shrinking or anything like that. So please head over to gamesarefunpodcast.com to check out those shirts. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a couple new products dropping out on there. So we'll make sure to let you guys know when those are available. All right. What we are playing. Uh, give me one sec to write down a timestamp for later. All right, I'm going to start this off just so I can get my stuff out of the way and then we'll turn it over to you guys, all right? Mm -hmm. So the first game I wanted to talk about is Outbreak the New Nightmare. So this was actually a game that was provided to me. I got a code for review. 
anyone who's listened to the podcast before knows that I'm a big fan of horror, big fan of horror movies, and I'm a big fan of horror games. So at the end of last month, I spotted a press release for this game called Outbreak, The New Nightmare, and it was for a PS4 version. So I'm like, sure, I'll get a code review that for the podcast. Um, and so basically Outbreak, The New Nightmare is a third person survival horror game that is heavily inspired by some of the older 90s horror games like Resident Evil. And I would say there, I'm going to be saying Resident Evil a lot in my quick impressions over this game um, or my review of this game rather, because it is, there's a lot to this game's DNA that is taken from Resident Evil. I don't mean like it's a, a, a carbon copy or anything like that. It's just, I can tell the developer, um, which I believe is actually developed by one person under the name dead drop studios llc they uh solely developed this game and they're obviously very much a fan of the old resident evil games and took what those games offered and kind of made their own ip out of that so i got to give them props to that um basically this game can be played either solo or cooperatively it has uh actual local split screen support which is something that isn't seen very much these days and basically it's uh the the overview of the game is basically you play out these scenarios um some are kind of like a campaign base so they kind of have a narrative that kind of connects each level together and then there's a section uh of scenarios that are wave based so basically you're uh they're to survive waves of zombies coming at you. And then lastly, there's one that are experiment. There's like an experiment mode, which basically adds some additional challenges within the level. So like certain objectives that you also have to meet while you're doing your main objective and whatnot. Um, unfortunately, when I talk about the game's campaign and the story and this narrative that kind of connects them all, it doesn't really have a great way of telling the story so they they tell the story in through some text uh whether it's notes of things you find within levels or if it's um basically the one way they tell the story is they go over if you go on the main menu there's an actual story section where you can read the story and it's like if you're going to have a narrative in a game or have a story then if you're putting it in the menu right to explain to, to present the story then what's the point of including in the game right why don't you just make mm. this solely focused on gameplay and whatever so that was a kind of a weird issue i had because it was like okay here here here's this outbreak right of zombies in this infected and you're in these office buildings or whatever the the scenario is and it kind of explains things, but it just, it doesn't really tell you much other than that. And the, like I said, the fact that you have to go in a menu to find that stuff is silly to me. Um, there are char different characters that you can play as similar to Resident Evil. Each character kind of has like its own benefits that could help you or hinder your experience, right? You, ha you have one character that gives you an additional inventory slot or one that gives you lock picks or a specific gun. So similar to like, uh, if you look at Chris versus Jill and like Resident Evil, you know, there's mm -hmm. benefits to going one or the other, right? So, but again, the, the what those things actually add to the game don't really change it all that much. That's like the characters are pretty interchangeable, right? You have all these different characters. There's one named Kane. There's a, a SWAT guy. And it's like, they're all just kind of there, right? Like they don't really have any 
story. There's no dialogue. So it's like, okay, great. But again, it's like, what purpose are they serving other than just uh, a model that you're moving around on the screen? Right. Mm. Um, so yeah, basically you're good. You're in, you drop in these things. You have your main objective that you need to complete. Your, your main goal is gathering resources and weapons to, to get you to that objective. And like Resident Evil, same kind of thing. Inventory management is, is crucial. You only have a certain amount of inventory slots, ammunition, health, weapons, um, whether it's firearms or melee. Those all take up a certain space in your inventory. So you kind of have to do a good job at organizing those. But I just felt like it was kind of unforgiving. There was times where it's like, oh, well, I need this for sure. I need one thing of health. I need ammo and I need my gun and that gives me like one more space. And so it's like if I come across a key item, right, like a key that I need to get into a certain room, you know, I if I add that, like I can't pick anything else up that I come across unless I drop something. So it's just like I feel like they that was a little unfair. Um, I also thought that like the gameplay was a little janky and not super great it was honestly quite bland like it would drop you in these games and your characters were a little unresponsive um slow sluggish wouldn't move around and you know it wasn't responding as accurately as it should to the movements of that i was doing with the analog sticks or whatever and even like the the combat was really weird like the melee combat suck like he would just be like mindlessly like swinging an axe in like a really forced way that just didn't look fluid um the shooting is just kind of like you aim towards the zombie and it kind of just gravitates and hits the zombie whether you're you know aiming somewhat close to it or not um mm. so that was kind of strange but yeah the the horror elements are pretty much non-existent like it kind of has this overall theme but you know as someone who likes horror games, the reason why I like horror games is like the reason why I like horror movies is they, uh, a good horror game does a good job at building tension, making you feel uneasy. Um, and that's easier said than done, right? I think it's quite challenging to present a game that makes you feel those things because sometimes that they can have the goal of doing that. And then they just come across as cheesy or kind of laughable or silly, right? Especially because you're dealing with, 3d animation and not real characters right so it can kind of look funny or facial animations don't add up to the kind of tone that the the horror game is going for and i just like if you're going to make a horror game you need to make sure that you're you're putting an emphasis on that now i will say that this is like survival survival horror which adds a lot of that inventory management and just surviving element element to the game but it's like i don't know i just I just didn't, it didn't really grab, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't find myself recommending it to a horror fan, but you know, the music, uh, the sound design in it was, was not bad, but again, pretty, pretty average and standard for what you expect, um, of a game of this size. But, um, I can't speak to the multiplayer mode. I think that would actually probably be the best part to the game is being able to pair up with someone and play that game. But um, yeah, I, overall, it just was, wasn't the greatest experience. But, you know, I did want to review this game and talk about it on the show because I, I committed to that. And uh, yeah, if you want to check it out for yourself, I'll put some links in the description. You can check it out. 
but that's about all I have to say about that one. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, a couple other games I've been playing that I'm actually just going to save to talk about later is Coffee Talk and Tell Me Why. Um, I started those games, but I actually haven't even played enough to really talk about them yet. I've beat Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which I mentioned. Um, I'm going to save more of my impressions for next week um, to talk about that in the review episode, just just because we're running tight on time here. And then uh, I'm going to replay the Batman Arkham games. For whatever reason, I just like had the urge to play them. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. <laughs> um, I guess I'll turn it, turn it over to you, Garrett. What have you been playing? All right, so yeah, um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2, I'll be real quick because I'm going to try to make it for the uh, the review episode as well, but uh, it's it's perfect. That's basically w- one sentence, uh, one word really. Um, <laughs> I, I was playing Tony Hawk 2X a couple days before I nice. got the first one, which is kind of a similar package actually for the original Xbox. It has all the levels from 1 and 2 and all the skaters and all the music and all that, Um and then when I picked up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two, I was like, "This feels better than than the original." Yeah, so, it's really good. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, if you're a fan of the game, you'll love it. If you've never played a Tony Hawk's game, you'll probably still love it. Um, so we'll talk more about that next week. But a um, couple other things I wanted to hit on: there's a game called Hot Shot Racing that just came out uh, today. Actually, as of recording, it is the tenth. And this is a cool little uh, indie title. It's um, by a developer out of the UK. I don't have their name handy at the moment. But the the reason that it came on my radar is there's a uh, guy that uh, does YouTube videos. He does some streaming on Twitch. His name is Jason Heine. Uh, he's a real cool guy. He's really into racing games and also a, a musician. He, he went to school for audio engineering just like I did. So have a lot in common with this guy. I've been watching him for a long, long time, probably seven or eight years now on YouTube. Um, and, uh, he actually did the soundtrack for this game. So, oh, cool. uh, the game is kind of a, uh, a modern version of like a Virtua racer. So it's very arcadey, very stylized, like the flat, uh, uh, pixel shaded, like f- very flat vector kind of graphics. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really a throwback. I got a, the chance to play a little bit of it today. Um, super fun. It's one of those games where you're not only racing against all the other drivers, but you're racing against the clock too. You have to make it to the checkpoint in time to get more time to continue the race. So um, really fast pace controls pretty well. A um, little bit of uh, customizability with, um, you know, different car, each driver, there's like eight different drivers. You can choose different outfits for them. You unlock um, uh, stuff like that with the currency that you earn. Uh, they each have their own cars and you can customize the cars and put, um, you know, different decals and switch the bumpers and, you know, typical racing game stuff. So a uh, really cool game and it's on game pass. I forgot to mention that. So that's how I checked it out was on nice. game pass. And um, the, the music I'll hit on that here real quick, uh, since that's kind of what led me to it. Music is awesome. Um, so if you, if you loved the, uh, you know, those uh, mid nineties, like arcade racing tunes, just kind of like electronic driving beats. This is, this is a lot of that kind of stuff. He actually, uh, Jason put out a uh, little mini documentary about the making of the music on his YouTube channel. So he's got some footage of oh, awesome. him and a couple of the musicians that worked on it, um, you know, working, working hard and, and coming up with cool stuff for the game. So a uh, really neat game. Definitely recommend checking it out if you've got Game Pass or uh, even if you're just into racing games and want to pick it up. It's definitely worth your time. So awesome. 
Um, other one I have is Avengers. Um, so I got to give a shout out to Eric Heights uh, at Brudanos over on Twitter. He ran a giveaway uh, for the Avengers Collector's Edition. Um, he did an unboxing video and asked that you know you share the video and you know like it and comment and all that stuff, just like most giveaways. And you know I've entered my fair share of giveaways and um, never really won anything and. This time the the wheel landed on my name and I, I won it and he shipped me over a, a brand new copy from Amazon. So I uh, got it on Monday. Uh, I want to say thank you again to Eric for doing that. That was super generous of him and, and uh, really excited that, uh, that I've got it. So um, haven't had a ton of time with it yet. Maybe about two or three hours. I've only got um, Kamala Khan and Hulk unlocked so far. Um, and... Uh, the story setup so far is pretty pretty interesting. It's definitely something that's not been seen in the MCU. Um, I'm sure there's been some variation of it in the comics over the years, but it's a uh, it's an interesting story so far, and uh, I'm excited to see more. I really haven't run into any technical issues that were you know glaring like a lot of people have talked about, and I am playing on the base PS4, so I was a little worried about it, hmm. um, but. Uh, like I said, I've only got two characters right now. Um, I'm thinking maybe when, when, you know, I've got three or four characters running around on screen at the same time that that's when the, those kind of, uh, issues start to crop up. But, uh, I'll talk more about this one next week. Once I've had a chance to, to play a little bit more, I think the, the story is only about 10 hours, so I may even be able to have it beat by next week and I can give a little bit better impressions on it then. Awesome. Yeah. That I'm, I'm so on the fence with Avengers still, so I'm really looking for and i've heard other people talk about it like i want to i want to hear what you think of, of uh avengers next week because it's uh i'm still not completely sold on it i don't know why because it looks like it would be a a fun game and it looks like it's yeah. doing a lot of things right but i don't know it's just yeah it's 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 definitely super fun from what I've played so far, and it feels better than it looks i think hmm. um i don't know if it's like the vibrations that they're using with like the feedback and that, that sense or whatever, but it looks kind of button mashy, but when you're actually doing it, like the hits have like some real impact and like you really feel like you're uh, in control of what's going on on the screen and and doing combos and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I do so far. Um, But like I said, I'll, I'll give more in-depth thoughts next week on that. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks for sharing those games. I'm definitely going to, that hotshot racing was on my radar um, from, I, I think maybe it was you actually, I don't know. Someone was tweeting about it yesterday. And so I had saw it and was totally didn't even realize it was on game pass. So I'm going to actually mm-hmm. download that and maybe play that this weekend. So yeah. Awesome. Adam, how about you? You've been playing some Mario all-stars. Yeah, uh, so when Nintendo had their Direct last week, the Mario 35 thing, they, they launched uh, Mario All-Stars into the Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Switch Online service, So, um, and then they, of course, announced the 3D Mario All-Stars, so I thought to myself, like, this would be a great time to go through and just, you know, celebrate Mario 35 and uh, play through all the, play through all the Mario games, so... Uh, I've actually been streaming my playthroughs of the uh, the various games in, in Mario All Stars, and I played through the original uh, original Mario, and I just finished up Mario Three last night, um, which gave me a lot of trouble in the final two worlds. I actually split it up into two plays, where 
Uh, I basically played Worlds 1 through 6 uh, the same night that I played through Mario 1, and it was just getting pretty late, so I just I decided to stop there. And last night I, I pulled it up again. It basically took me my entire stream to beat those final two worlds, uh, which I think was actually the first time ever that I beat Mario 3. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so a bit of an accomplishment there. So I'm going to be starting on Mario 2 next, and then after that it's going to be Lost Levels. And I know Lost Levels is just an absurdly challenging game, so <laughs> I don't know if I'll get through it. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to see on that, but I figure I, I'll at least give it a good a good shot until 3D um, 3D All Stars comes out, and I get my hands on that, and then I'll probably mm-hmm. switch gears and and move over there. But uh, I think I should be able to finish off Mario Two uh, between before then. I've actually done. I've actually been trying to practice a little bit with uh, some some speed running. Uh, techniques with with mario 2 i don't know what it is i was watching uh some practice runs of of it's called big 20 it's actually a race that airs this saturday on twitch uh where there's a bunch of people that basically they're learning to speed run 20 different nintendo games like original nes games uh and they're not just playing the games like just beat the game back to back some of them are just there's uh uh, special objectives for mm. what counts as completing the game. So for in one instance, uh, the original Metroid is just collecting six E-tanks, which sounds pretty basic, but it's actually, you know, the routing for it really makes things really interesting and uh, kind of challenging for the runners. Another one is, uh, you know, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, where they, uh, they're they given a code to just go straight to Tyson and the goal is to beat Tyson. So you don't have to play through the entire game. There's just uh, certain objectives for each game. Some of them are beat the game, but uh, other ones are just very specific um, ob- objectives. Anyway, uh, I forget how I got on that tangent, but... <laughs> you were using some uh, speedrunning techniques when you were That's playing. That's right, your, yeah. So I was games. watching watching people play that, and one of the, the goals is, you know, beat Super Mario 2, any percent, the NES version. And I don't know what it is, but for some reason, it just, it really intrigued me, that game. So uh, I have actually kind of played around with a little bit with Mario 2 on uh, All-Stars, and I haven't played through the entire thing yet. I've just been kind of uh, taking my time a little bit, but I think I can I can make it through based on on what I've seen of that. Obviously, not with the same speed that these people are doing it in, but uh, I think there's some really useful techniques that that I found in that that could uh, sort of help me help me complete that game. And it might actually be if I can get myself to kind of keep practicing and going with it. It might be. The first game that I actually submit a time to uh, to leaderboards on something that I'm really interested in doing. So that could nice. be my first actual speed game that I complete. Um, so so there's that. Yeah. So um, I've been streaming that, and you know, 3D All Stars is on the way. I did my pre-order for that, so we'll uh, be streaming that as well when that comes out. I also uh, have been playing Fall Guys still. I totally lost count of my crown, so uh, I'm a little bummed that I don't know exactly what I have, but I think I'm close to 70 at this point. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so doing doing all right there in, in Fall Guys still. Uh, I rolled credits on Ghost of Tsushima, which is 
I, I really liked the game. It did go on a bit longer than I felt was necessary, and there was just a bit too much going on in the world that maybe didn't need to be there. But in the end, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, maybe not one of those required play type of games, but I think uh, for most people, I think it would be a, a very enjoyable experience. Oh, totally, yeah. Uh, and then last thing I wanted to touch on is a short hike. It was one I, I was struggling to figure out what game I wanted to play Saturday night. And so I asked you guys in, I think it, I think it was our discord that I asked. And, um, I was like, what should I play tonight? And Luke, you had actually said, you told me to play this game. So I ended up, uh, <laughs> picking it up oh. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> That's a great, uh, great soundbite, though. That is, that is so good. Um, so I played through that. It's it's a really chill, relaxing game. You can play through it in one sitting easy. Um, it's, it's a cute little game, just kind of fun exploring an island, doing little quests here and there, a uh, little fun little mini-game type activities. And, um, you know, it sort of has a little bit of Celeste vibes. You know, you're climbing up a mountain and... Um, you know, you're collecting these golden feathers that kind of help you do that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's all it's all casual until you try and get to the very top. And then it turns into uh, a little bit more. I don't want to say precision platforming, but there is definitely some platforming and some uh, uh, resource management you have to do with those, uh, you know, with those golden feathers that you have. But mm-hmm. overall, it was it was a really enjoyable game i don't know that it has a ton of replay value to it but Not really. uh, it was a it was a cute mm-hmm. little story and uh just overall fun little experience so uh if you're into indie games highly recommend uh picking that up and, and playing through yeah i i forgot to mention on my games that yeah i, I obviously played it hence the recommendation but <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll just echo everything adam said and it is on the the cheaper side and it is um, by one developer so one person made this game which i i talked about outbreak like anytime someone creates a game completely by themselves this is extremely impressive um mm-hmm. and yeah if you're looking just for a very therapeutic kind of relaxing experience and if you like animal crossing and like kind of smaller pixel base pixel styled indie games like you know, it'll be up your alley for sure mm-hmm and yeah. you you played too, didn't you, Gary? Just yeah, I played night. it last night, actually. Yeah. Um, so if you guys bought that bundle on, I think it's pronounced Itchio. Uh, they did the big uh, bundle for racial justice uh, earlier in the summer. Uh, it was like the five dollar thing. It was yeah. like I think it ended up being like a thousand games or something crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's in that. So if you bought that, you can download it for free right now um, and and take advantage of that. And yeah, I played it last night. I kind of decided to just kind of see if I could speed run it because you guys said it was like a short game and kind of a, a one-sitting game. And so yeah. I kind of just tried to book it to the top and uh, do everything I could to just get those golden feathers required as fast as possible. And it, and it worked out for me. I found a way up to the top with as few as, as I think I could have. So, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, there, there was, definitely could fun. be a, a bit of a challenge to it if you wanted to. Like, I'm sure there's the height of certain areas that are kind of restrict you, and you're like, you have to have at least this many gold feathers mm-hmm. to kind of get yourself propped up there. But it'd be interesting to see how far you could kind of, or the minimum amounts that you could could get to try and get to the top or the mm-hmm. quickest. Yeah. Cool. Well, awesome. Uh, sorry that I've kind of rushed this because, like I said, we're on a time constraint. I'm actually over that, so I'm glad. Glad that we're wrapping up here. Let's finish it up with question of the week. I asked this a couple, more than a couple weeks ago before even 
our live stream, I asked this. Um, and so the question was, when do you think PlayStation and Xbox will give an, uh, sorry, when do you think PlayStation <laughs> Xbox will announce release dates, prices for next gen consoles, man, lots of spoiler mistakes in that. <laughs> um, obviously we now know Xbox, but obviously this question was posed before that came out. So, uh, King S dot says my money is on October. They can start leaning into the holiday season then with pre-sales. And Brian says, I'd say October, 2020. So we obviously know Xbox has announced, when do we think PlayStation 5 is going to really announce release date and price? I'm thinking like by before the end of September now. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys go bold and say next week? Next week. Oh, really? Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking sometime in the next two weeks. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's some rumors of some something happening possibly with PlayStation next week. But yeah. I would say two two weeks tops, but I'm going to I'm going to go bold and say yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll be like in into october anymore i think that was a good guess maybe before we saw xbox but now that you know xbox has been the first one to 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 put put price and release data well that will kind of whether sony wanted to or not they're definitely going to be put in that hot seat to get get going on that so yeah and i guess it did turn out i think i think phil spencer had said that they were actually planning it for next week and then the leak happened and then they just rolled with it so so next week's question, Garrett, you actually had one. I didn't write it in the doc because I knew that you had one. I was going to ask you. So what was uh, what's the question you want to issue? Yeah. So I wanted to with we got these new consoles coming out this year. I wanted everyone to share with us their favorite uh, launch story. So if you went to go uh, wait in line, or if you you know just had a, a day off from work and got all your games and you know played through whatever it is, you know whatever your favorite console launch story is, or you know handheld too, whatever you want to say, um, and it could even be you know a, a launch of a, a a game that you're super we're super interested into. Either way, yeah. Um, I've got a really cool story I wanted to share, and so I was like, well, let's ask everyone else what yeah. theirs is, and then I'll I'll share mine. So definitely, yeah, I have a pretty fun one too. I'm I'm looking forward to sharing <laughs> yeah that that one will be cool so please please try and answer uh this week's question because it'll be uh, that's a a question that everyone will have a different answer to so i love those kinds of questions so great great uh, suggestion for a question there garrett if you guys want to answer that question we posted it all the time uh when i remember i should say on our twitter page uh you can just respond to the question of the week tweet um same with on facebook and if you want, you can just email us contact at gamesarefunpodcast.com and submit your answer that way. Uh, and if you're on our Discord, we also post it on there. If you're not on our Discord, you should join. Link is in the description of this show. You can jump on there and uh, take part in some chats. We talk about video games. Uh, and not just video games. We do talk about movies, food, all that other stuff as well. Fantasy football any of that sounds interesting to you make sure you join our discord and with that i guess i'll end off the show here so thank you everyone for listening thank you adam and garrett adam where can people keep up with you uh you can find me on twitch and twitter at adam 85 awesome how about you garrett i'm on twitter at lp panther great you can follow me on twitter at luke allen arm twitch.tv slash luke the lum i'm trying to plan out some tony hawk streams but i've just been way too busy but hopefully in the next couple weeks i'll have some streams lined up 
Make sure, like I said, follow us on Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod, Instagram at Games Are Fun Pod, and Facebook.com slash Games Are Fun Podcast. This has been Games Are Fun, episode number 101. We're now on to the, the triple digits from here on out, so that's pretty exciting. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye.